Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to you all. This is the Business Day Spotlight, your destination for African business made simple. My name is Budiwa Gavaza, and for today, we do get into a conversation around uh, the state of online streaming, um, you know, in South Africa. Entertainment is a, is a, is a key part of daily life, and uh, over the last couple of years with the rise of the internet, online streaming has become one of the biggest ways that uh, people are uh, that people are consuming entertainment out there. And uh, right now we're going to be chatting, you know, with uh, View, uh, that is uh, one of uh, the players in the local streaming market. They are internationally based, uh, but, you know, uh, when it comes to South Africa, one of the specialities um, has been uh, local content, particularly, um, you know, some of the dramas, soapies and telenovelas that people had become accustomed to when it comes to uh, the SABC. And I have noted that, you know, they seem to be having their own uh, local originals as well. So, you know, we're going to be getting into that conversation and understanding, you know, what the market is like, um, I guess the competitive landscape and what their strategy is currently looking like. So to help us to make sense um, of uh, Views uh, World, its ecosystem, uh, we are joined by Rohit uh, De Silva, who is uh, the Chief Business Officer uh, for Middle East and South Africa over at View. And uh, we're just going to be getting into that. Rohit, greetings to you today. Hi, Mudiva. Thank you so much for having me and talking about excitement. Uh, congrats to you and all of the 60 million South Africans for a fantastic game on Sunday. Right? And I hope that uh, you know the form can, the form and the spirit in which the box played, especially in the last ten minutes, continues, and you guys make it all the way and repeat history. So um, delighted to be here, and delighted to be speaking to you during a week where I'm sure uh, there's a lot of excitement and energy, positive energy, on the ground out there in uh, uh, in, in South Africa, all over the country. No, most certainly. And I think, you know, because um, of that, I'm just going to disclose the fact that we are recording this uh, on the 19th of October, you know, which means uh, the quarterfinals uh, for the Rugby World Cup happened this past Sunday. And this coming weekend, we will be getting into those semifinals. And it's looking to be, you know, a very exciting weekend ahead, um, you know, when it comes to the world of uh, the world of sports and entertainment. Now, uh, Rohit, in your in your world um view right uh i gave a little bit of background earlier on you know just around um you know uh where you guys play and you know some of the content that you guys have but maybe you could give us a fuller view um you know of you um you know and uh, you know what it is that you guys do excellent so Views an online streaming platform. We have been present in South Africa since the third quarter of 2019. Right, uh, we are a business which uh, originated uh, from uh, Asia, and there are a couple of things about our story that I'd like to share. The first is that we started. Uh, we come from markets which are. I don't like to use the word emerging, but I would say more rapidly developing, diverse uh, groups of communities. We started our business in 2015 in Asia on the back of Korean content. And today you find that 
there are a couple of trends that are happening from a content point of view, which make it very interesting and get us very excited about uh, what more we can do in South Africa. One of those trends is that people are more receptive to watching content which is outside of their native language. And they're more receptive to watching non-English content. And that's a group, that's a that's a trend we see globally. We see that in the markets with, that we operate in uh, with view, and we definitely see that in South Africa. So when we started in South Africa, we started with a combination of local dramas, uh, like you mentioned, or of the soapies. We also offer Korean content, which is growing in popularity, uh, Turkish content, and then a host of other international uh, content, whether it's content from the BBC, content from Hollywood. We try to, uh, and then then most importantly, we are increasing our original content uh, productions. We did uh, a series called Ubutina Wetu, which was a view original. We did three seasons of that. And then we've done earlier this year, we've done three uh, movies, Courting Ananti, Trading Places, Six in the City. So we're we're very much, uh, uh, you know, we're we're very much uh, into the whole uh, uh, ecosystem, into building out the whole ecosystem in various forms in South Africa, not just in content. So who do we talk to at VIEW in South Africa? So we talk to the everyday South African. Right, who likes to watch content mostly on mobile, who often downloads his favorite shows during the day on Wi-Fi and then watches back or watches on his or her way, way back home. So we have a audience um, with over 4 million monthly active users in South Africa uh, uh, who come to our platform every every month. We Our model is you know we try to ex- expand access to uh, consumers. So our model from day one has been a model in which you come in, you watch a whole uh, plethora of content for free, and there is a subscription layer on top of that. If you want to watch certain additional things, you subscribe. I think that's very important. And we've uh, had this model since our inception in 2015 in Asia. And today we find two things happening at a global level. And also those trends will translate into South Africa where we find lots of players in the online streaming space are going in with a dual model of a free and a pay layer. We're happy that we started off with it. Also going back to content, we're seeing content from various parts of the world travel. I've always believed in that. So we're happy with these trends. And it's, you know, if you think about the broader space, not just entertainment, right? If you looked at brands, say cosmetics brands, right? Uh, you look at a brand like SK2, which comes from Korea, which is extremely, uh, extremely high end, which is growing in popularity in many parts of the world, right? Whether it's cars, whether it's cosmetics, whether it's mobile phones, you find consumers very, um, eagerly accepting and consuming brands from different parts of the world. Whereas earlier, maybe 10, 15 years ago, you had a trend of brands uh, being m- people looking more towards the West for uh, brands that they would like to get associated with. Right? So that is a good trend which we see. Uh, coming back to uh, 
our story and why we're uh, you, you know excited about uh, our journey in South Africa is that we've got we've got a good reception from audiences with the kind of content that we've delivered to them in the way that we've delivered it to them. We work with a host of partners on the distribution side. You can buy, you can access the View app uh, through uh, Vodacom, MTN, Zando, a whole bunch of different players. We want, we work with content providers in the ecosystem as well uh, in in various different ways. So we're excited about uh, being part of this online streaming journey. And the most important thing is that we noticed that consumer is spending more time watching uh, content online. That is the single most biggest driver for uh, in the entire ecosystem to grow. Yes, yes, please. Now, depending on uh, what definitions you use and what your data source is, um, at 4 million monthly active users, I'm just going to ballpark it and say that would make you guys the biggest in the space um, from a user-based point of view when compared to the other players in the space. Would I be wrong in making that assumption? Um, you know, from, I, a, from a numbers count point of view. Look, I don't think that... Uh, uh, I wouldn't look at it and get into this, uh, uh, you know, ranking conversation, because I think the most important thing is is that view is a relevant and uh, growing player in the South African ecosystem. And that's a singular focus. For us, uh, I think other players may, may have different parameters which they assess their business on, and depending on what parameters you look at, you could have rankings in different. But at the numbers that we spoke about, we are relevant. We have a significant amount of every average, everyday South Africans coming to our platform and watching, which is what we are most focused on building out here. And the point I would like to highlight is that we look, we see and get excited about growth, not just in the view platform, but in the overall ecosystem for online curated video in South Africa, because you need strong players, view being one of them, to invest, to continue to grow. And that's when we will, you know, we will get to a scale where there is our excellent choice, multiple options, being offered to consumers across the board. So we're happy that we've uh, done a lot of the hard work that we've put in, right? and also the fact that we've had a team on the ground from day one to work on programming, marketing, uh, technical, uh, distribution, advertising. We have an office in Johannesburg and Santon. So we've, we're happy that making all of these moves is starting to has started to pay off and we're just looking to you know grow this ecosystem all right 
So given everything that you've just said, Rohit, uh, one of the things I'm quite interested in is your segmentation strategy, right? Um, obviously, there's the freemium model that you that you you guys have been playing with, and you said that uh, you know at least you're happy that you guys you know started out uh, from the beginning with something like that, you know, where you have a free tier and also a paid tier. Uh, but you know whichever side a customer lands on as a view you're able to to make something um you know when it comes to when it comes to money whether it's advertising subscriptions um all of that how does that translate to the part of the market that you guys are looking at right because um my understanding of uh you know the strategy is uh you know looking at the low income market right and uh, two things pop up for me. Uh, the first thing is, firstly, how has uh, the, what you call this, how has the market been receptive? I think you gave us an understanding earlier on of the type of customer, someone who's, you know, out in the day, maybe at work, they're downloading shows, they're consuming them later, you know, all of that. But one of the key things I'm interested in is um, you can share what you can, you know, around um, at that part level in the market, how is the ratio of people that are paying for content versus the people that are, you know, um, opting for the free tier? Because um, once again, you guys are you guys are making money either way, but I think a lot of businesses struggle, you know, as to how to position themselves, you know, when it comes to, you know, do you how how big how much of a free tier do you offer? What 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 level of access do you offer programming? You know, all of that versus you know what differentiates, um, you know, a premium type of package. Yes, uh, thanks, Puniva. Great question. I think uh, uh, before we come to the making money part, I think the online streaming space is one where you have to invest considerable sums of money and you have to invest consistently and be committed to a market in order to see any sort of returns. I think when we, uh, you know, this whole, how much of content to offer on the free layer, how much to, and what kind of content that should be, is a constantly evolving conversation. Right, it's something that our teams think about. You know, lives, live and breathe and sleep, twenty four seven. So there's no real, uh, you know, ma magic bullet or silver bullet to uh, to answer that. Right, and I don't. The beauty of the space, the online streaming space, is that we have as an ecosystem. Everyone's trying to solve for how do you get more people to watch. How do you get more people to pay for what they watch, right? We've taken a particular approach, right? And we think, I don't think it's about necessarily about lower segment or upper segment of the market. I think consumers today want choice. They want products that, whether it's an online streaming service, uh, service that are easy to use, easy to enter into, easy to exit out of, right? So it's more about the mindset of consumers also that we're talking about. People want that, right? They don't want to be stuck into something which they've committed to pay for for 12 months or six months or even one month. They want to be able to go in, uh, look at content that appeals to them, watch that, 
maybe stay on for a couple of months and then maybe they move on. They may buy multiple services, right? They may change the mix of services. So the consumer is also changing. We also have to change with that. And that's why we've kept our model, uh, designed our model with a focus on fluidity because that allows us to uh, you know, be part of this rising tide of increased uh, increased time spent by people watching content online, right? That's the that's the that's the fundamental thing which we want to do, right? We also work very closely with our partners, whether it's the telcos or the, um, primarily with the telcos, to figure out how can we make uh, how can we how can we make content more accessible. How can we expand access for services? So we do things like there is a, you get a certain amount of data bundled with a subscription so that it makes it easier for you to subscribe. And you know, simple things like that. There are many more innovations that we do, but it's something we have to think about. What is that experience at the end of the day? What is that, uh, uh, you know, engagement like how do we get people excited how do we make it as easy for them to uh, access access products right and make it uh, make it flexible so that's that's how we have approached it how much content to put where it is a show by show conversation it's a, a time of year conversation it's many many factors uh, that um, that go into it okay uh, Rohit, the reason why I, I asked that question is simply because on the same platform, uh, I'm going to call it about two months ago, um, we had the head of uh, general entertainment at MultiChoice um, who was here on the platform. And she articulated in a way that I hadn't heard before, I guess, how they think about segmentation, what goes on what channel, what goes on this platform. Obviously, they are a different type of business, um, mm -hmm. you know, so because they have a broadcast piece, you know, they have on-demand content, they have live streaming content, you know, it's it's a completely different mix, you know. So it's always very interesting to hear, um, you know, how the different streamers look at, um, you know, how and where to place uh, their content, because I know that there's probably a lot of time and investment that's going into understanding um, how the market uh, is actually working and that. And uh, on that note, I really wanted to maybe get your understanding around um, the local content strategy. Um, you mentioned earlier on that this is something that uh, originated when the when the platform first started, you know, in Asia, and it's something that has been carried through the different markets as uh, as view has grown. Keen to understand in South Africa, how has the reception been? You know, because um, obviously I'm actually looking at the view website right now, and you know, a lot of the names of the shows that are here. Uh, are names that uh, are very, uh, what you call this, uh, are very well known to people, Generation, Seven Dilan, Scheme Sam, um, you know, Muvango. All of those are brands and properties of soapies and local dramas that people, you know, really want and, you know, understand. And I guess it's just a question around um, how do you find local content, you know, as a, as a, as a way to capture, you know, local audiences. Uh, because back in the day, 
when companies would come into into certain markets, you know, international content was always very popular. But nowadays, there seems to be a lot more of a, of a push, you know, for the local for localized content in whatever market a company is operating in. So I'm hoping that you could just talk to us and shed some light around how that strategy has has played out in South Africa. Right. So uh, before going there, I'd like to just add on to some of the earlier points you made. I think for view, we have tried to, we consciously try to keep our proposition very simple to understand. You come in, you get mostly scripted content for free. You can um, download, you can do various things. And then you can subscribe for a whole bunch of additional content, right? So we kind of operate in this space and the simplicity of uh, who we are, what we do, and being uh, the the consumer being able to understand that is is, is, is very important, right? Because people are bombarded with so many messages every day. It's very hard to register what it is. So we consciously try to be very very focused, stay in our lane and try to drive as fast as we can, right? The the speed limits are increasing, so you can go faster, (laughs) uh, which comes to then local content. If you want to go faster and you want to access more of the 60 million people in South Africa who love content, then you have to naturally lean towards content that is very local. Right. So that's the uh, idea. And I think we, we our DNA is very uh, focused on trying to work with a large seg- segment of the base. Right. And this base wants local content. They want to see their local heroes. They are open to listen, uh, uh, open to watching stories from everywhere. And they like stories that can resonate. So a lot of, you know, family dramas, whether it's from Turkey or from Korea, romantic comedies, the way the scripts are written are quite similar to some of the local stories. So that's why some of this content resonates, which uh, vis-a-vis something else, which was written for a very different type of market, right, in terms of social dynamic and the like, right, not just geography, but how people relate as a family unit, how, how people uh associate with each other in a community right that's that's also uh, something that travels now uh we would la- obviously like to do a lot more right which is where i think when we look at the ecosystem people tend to focus too much on it it being all about content it is absolutely content is a key. We are in the entertainment business. We are in the media business. We are in the business of building an emotional connect with consumers, right? So that the content is at the heart of it, right? But in order to uh, drive as fast as we can, you know, in our lane, we have we've been very conscious about working with people who can accelerate that journey for everybody. So then you that comes through telcos, it comes to e-commerce companies, it comes to other partnerships that we can do, which is very important, I, not just the, the content piece. And then, you know, the ability to uh, market to consumers 
the users and acquisition, uh, user acquisition and retention piece of the business is very important. There's a significant amount of investment that goes into identifying users, surfacing uh, the right content to them, making them aware of, of what they can watch and how to find it, retaining them, reminding them that they, this is coming up. There's a lot of science in there. And then that skill set overall about around each and every part of the online streaming ecosystem is what we are focused on building in South Africa, right? We're doing it. There are other other great uh, uh, businesses and brands which are doing it. And we think that the more uh, we have of people with capital, people with passion for the media business, people with, with uh, commitment to being in markets like South Africa, the more we have of that, we will be the cons uh, the consumer will benefit. There will be more engaging stories to tell, and then the entire ecosystem will grow. So that's the way we kind of look at working with. Well, we want to do a lot more on the local content space. So whether it is uh, scripted drama, within scripted drama, long running series, shorter series, whether it is different languages within South Africa. And then there's the whole uh, feature film side, which we believe has a lot of potential. We've just dipped our toes in the water with three films this year. We think we should be, we would like to look at a lot more. The unscripted, I mean, South Africa is, um, uh, uh, has a, an amazing history of uh, great uh, stand-up comedy, right? Uh, uh, I am a massive Trevor Noah fan. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think that uh, there is, uh, you know, there are opportunities in uh, the unscripted space as well. Uh, you guys love your food. There's great cuisine. So some of those things are also mm, genres that oh, we have we have experimented with. We're keen to explore more. So there is a great amount of stuff that uh, uh, can be done. And uh, it's an exciting time to be in the online streaming business. Rohit, am I understanding uh, you correctly because I've been listening throughout today's discussion. Am I understanding you correctly to say that uh, in a market like South Africa, there's a lot of competition in online streaming, um, which, which means that there is appetite, um, you know, for online streaming. But there are still one or two impediments you know when it comes to when it comes to access so in your standing out in the local market you've taken it upon yourselves to solve for a couple of pieces you know in the equation distribution being one of them um you know the cost of data being another um hence the partnerships with the likes of uh, MTN and Vodacom um and then also making sure that uh, you have localized properties, you know, that help you to gain that foothold in the market. And then also, you know, great titles from international markets such as South Korea that then also help you to, I guess, become, what's the word I'm looking for? Sort of a curator of uh, content from different parts of the world. And then all that, 
then helps to inform the investment that you guys then make um you know when it comes to uh when it comes to whatever uh local productions you're going to actually then have uh in the market yes mudiva thank you for that i think uh, i i agree with uh, what you're saying i would say one thing about uh, you know the space that online streaming video is the today and future of media right so it is any space which is has a lot of headroom to grow is going to see competition so we are very used to being in a very competitive market i think the fact that it is competitive makes it keeps everyone on their toes and uh, increases the vibrancy and the creative uh, output from that that comes with that so that's given uh, we've been trying to uh, expand access right uh, in many ways our underlying business model of fluidity award as award leans towards that and then you know being able to surface content from different places is a very much uh, a part of also getting people to experiment with new things as people like to and then you'd be surprised how that works uh, uh, a lot of times so in a nutshell uh, you know that's what uh, we're doing i want to switch over for a moment to i guess the international piece and i think it relates to the local piece because we're seeing that um it's a theme that you've highlighted you know a couple of times through today's discussion uh the fact that certain content can travel you know around the world um i think through covid we saw the examples of uh, squid games and uh money heist you know being some of uh, big properties you know that were local shows but that were able to travel you know outside of their markets i'm very curious about um you know content that's coming out from korea right and i say that because i remember once upon a time i'm probably revealing my age a little bit here but uh 2015 2016 somewhere there when i was doing my masters um at rhodes i remember you know one of a couple of my friends they were ladies they were really into korean dramas like they would go out and look you know for 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 these things and it was very fascinating to me um uh, you know at the time but uh over the years i've seen that uh, you know um korean shows have done well you know to travel around the world what do you think from a content point of view storytelling um scripting whatever it is what 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 do you think is translating well you know about korean content in various markets yeah uh yes so i think uh, you quoted out in a few examples from 2015 2016 right uh and uh, what you said about uh, uh, people being passionate about korean content especially you know uh, a lot of uh, we see on the platform a lot of uh, uh, female fans of korean content right uh korean content is extremely popular in all the markets that we operate in asia it is the most popular content even more popular than local content now you know it, it's hard for to sort of pinpoint one, you know, one or two things but if you think about it there is 
uh, it's a very competitive local ecosystem in Korea. Uh, the script writing, there's a lot of effort that goes into the script writing. The talent are very, uh, you know, well known. They're very, you know, they're good looking. They're fashionable. Uh, they're trained, you know, they're, they uh, have multiple skills. Uh, um, you know, multiple skill sets. They're, you know, often, you know, very good uh, vocalists. They are, you know, so there's, there's, there's a lot they bring to the table in terms of, uh, you know, uh, creativity uh, and storytelling. So I think this trend is something that has been there for a while now. We launched our business in Asia in 2015 and we picked up on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other examples that you mentioned about uh, are shows which are not really the tradition, the more traditional Korean drama that your friends back when you were in university were passionate about, but they've managed to expand the awareness of Korean content in an extremely meaningful way, which is great. Right now. It's not only Korean content. I mean, Turkish content also has extremely good storytelling, travels many parts of the world. In Latin America, it's often the most popular, uh, uh, some of the top performing content on local free-to-air is Turkish content dubbed in Spanish. So we're seeing this trend across the world, right? And uh, it's it's great. It's great because it just says that the field, uh, you know, the field is w- wide up open, and if you produce great stories, it there is a very good. You might be surprised of how many fans you get in a play, in a country or a, a geography that you did not expect to get those fans from. So as a creator, it's amazing. All right, it's it's amazing. The bar is also being uh, pushed higher and higher. Right. And also, it's great that people, you know, people from from different geographies can 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 kind of surface their content to at a global at a, at a global scale. So that you know, the online spaces really democratize that 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 access to content, which is fantastic. Whether you're a viewer, whether you're the content creator, right? It's a really uh, a great thing for uh, our ecosystem. All right. Now, before we let you go, Rohit, uh, you know, maybe as a way to round everything up, keen to get your thoughts uh, around, um, I guess, your 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 presence in South Africa, and uh, I guess the rest of the region. How you do? How you continue to grow? Um, you know, in this market, because I think we've quite outlined um, the strategy, how you guys have been able to grow to where you are now, uh, but keen to get your sense of, you know, how do you continue to grow, um, differentiate yourselves from uh, competitors such as Showmax, such as Netflix and the like, and, you know, continue to make that contribution um, in the local OTT or over the top space, because, there's a lot going on. And as a consumer and someone who consumes a lot of content, I consume a lot of content um, online. Uh, one of the things that, uh, but I'm I'm willing to admit that I have subscription fatigue, <laughs> right? So many different subscriptions. So um, I guess the value proposition 
is is a huge question that's always there in my mind and i'm sure it's a huge question that's in a lot of consumers minds you know to say you know how are you standing out against your competition and how do you continue to contribute um you know to the overall ecosystem in south africa yeah so for us going forward it's all about uh acceleration and building more momentum into the business so when you think about that there's obviously the content piece where we are very excited to do more uh, on the local content in terms of expanding access to consumers and finding ways to get more people to watch more and pay more that involves individual efforts from our side uh, uh, as well as working with many of our telco partners and other partners right the other thing is we've had a local team we're expanding the local team which has been very very important piece of uh, our business and reason for why we are where we are and again it's accelerate that right so fundamentally we don't see us uh, you know, being having to kind of completely redefine or reframe what we do right is just that uh, if we have to try and move much faster right in order to be um more relevant we also have to develop more uh, meaningful partnerships and grow the partnerships that we have with uh, producers telcos advertisers uh, digital marketing companies influencers in the market so our entire fly I mean accelerating our entire flywheel sorry to, to use a very business term is what uh, is what we have to do more of right and uh, this you know we live in a world which is changing so fast and no one really knows uh, you know whether you'd be hit you can always get hit by a curveball we get that but at the same time we're not kind of to uh, we're just going full steam ahead you know that's where we that's where we are right if we know that there is a uh, uh, headroom to grow we know that south africans are looking for different stories they're looking to spend more time watching yes there is you know you have to be able to reach them and surface the right content to them and make it accessible and and then, and and, we, and that's that's the part that we are on all right so i think that's where we can uh, round up you know today's discussion it has been a really great one um learning a lot about the world of uh, you know the world of online streaming and um you know particularly the strategy that view has um you know they are an asian uh, streamer they've come into south africa they've been here since 2019 uh, they have been able to grow and get themselves you know uh, quite a sizable piece of the market and a couple of things that that uh, Rohit is talking about is to say that um, you need to make a seamless experience, a platform uh, that is as easy to navigate as possible, you know, for consumers, um, you know, that makes it easy for them to go in, that makes them easy to, you know, to come out, but at the same time, whilst they're in there, uh, be able to surface, you know, good content, be able to deal with issues such as uh, data, such as um, some of those accessibility issues, and then also at the 
same time that has then fed into um you know the investment of uh, you know a couple of uh, you know original shows um what has been interesting you know to hear is the fact that um, South Africa compares quite well with a number of, uh, you know, different emerging markets that uh, VIEW operates in. And I guess that, you know, speaks to the fact that uh, there tend to be certain commonalities um, across emerging market nations and the makeups of those different economies. Um, Huge appetite for uh, scripted content. You know, we're hearing that, especially the soapies and the telenovelas. But, um, you know, Rohit also tells telling us uh, the fact that uh, um, VIEW is also dipping into feature films as well, you know, as a potential growth area, you know, going forward. And also just articulating, you know, uh, some of the things that some um, international content players have been able to do well. Um, I gave the example of uh, the Koreans. I've seen a lot of people in my life, they really like Korean content and just, you know, trying to unpack, you know, some of the things, um, you know, that are done well. And it is very interesting to hear the fact that uh, there's a huge competitive market in a place like, um, you know, South Korea. And for a moment, I was actually drawing a small parallel in my head to say that Nollywood is probably, um, you know, a little bit similar. I think, you know, give them a a couple of more years, uh, the virality of, uh, you know, uh, Nigerian content could be on the same level because you need to grow and expand, you know, as an industry. And, you know, the the, uh, competitiveness of the South Korean market uh, is probably, um, you know, akin to what we've seen over the years in a place like Nigeria. So it would be very interesting to see how those different uh, market dynamics play over time. And I think that's, you know, uh, the big overarching message is simply to say that um, there's a lot of great content in the world. Content can travel. It doesn't, uh, local content, Content, uh, does well in its local market, but uh, there's a lot of uh, relational um, awareness, you know, that can be taken advantage of as content travels into other parts of the world. People identify with a great story. A great story is a great story. And as long as you're able to tell, um, you know, a great story, that content, you know, can expand, you know, way beyond, you know, anything that's out there. So that's been it. It has been a very fascinating uh, conversation. Uh, we were talking uh, to uh, to Rohit, um, you know, De Silva, who is the chief business officer of at a view for Middle East uh, and South Africa, um, giving us all of that insight. So Rohit, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you and good luck on the weekend. And that's been it for this edition of the Business Day Spotlight. Remember that you can find our latest podcast on Business Live. That's under the podcast Business Day Spotlight tab on Twitter. We're hashtag BD Spotlight. And remember that you can review and subscribe for free on iono.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, or wherever you choose to get your pods casted. I've been Mudio Gavaza of the Business Day and Financial Mail. And this has been another edition of the Business Day Spotlight, which is a multimedia live production. So from us and the rest of the team. It is a good evening, good afternoon, and good morning.